Good morning. This is Christ in you, the hope of glory, coming to you on another day that the Lord has made, a glorious day. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. We thank God for all our listeners out there in in, uh, Radio Land, and we just give God the glory and the praise and the honor uh, for all that he is doing in our lives. God is uh, worthy to be praised. Uh, Today's lesson is coming to uh, Solomon's dedication prayer. Uh, It's coming to us from 1 Kings, the 8th chapter, verses 22 through 53. Uh, The the illuminated text, the golden text says, And hearken thou to the supplication of thy servant and of thy people Israel, when they shall pray toward this place, and hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place, and when thou hearest, forgive. 1 Kings Chapter 8, verse 30, the King James Version, Solemn's dedication prayer. We're still dealing with the dedication of the temple as Solomon uh, has built and had completed the construction of the temple, uh, has moved the Ark of the Covenant, the uh, Davidic Covenant, that he is remembering what God had promised his father David, the Davidic Covenant, to uh, not that he would build a temple, but he, his name would be perpetually, he would always have a man see, sitting on the altar uh, looking forward to the future of Jesus Christ, who would who is now occupying the throne of David, uh, a wonderful uh, commentary of God's love for David and not allowing him to build the temple. God had a, a bigger picture, and God had a bigger purpose in mind, but allowing Solomon to to build a temple. Now we see Solomon who is rejoicing and giving God the praise, honor, and glory, and praying uh, to God and thankful and thanking God for the promise that he kept to his father and the completion of the building of the temple. Uh, It is amazing how uh, God is sovereign, his sovereignty, and and how he he moves in in, in, in history. As we look at over uh, the life of David and, and the life of Solomon, we see how God, if we allow him to, how he orchestrates, how he moves, and he, 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 he sets things, things up for his purpose and his plan. Uh, we just thank God for him being a sovereign God. Uh, sometimes we think that we are, uh, we pulled ourselves up by our own bootstraps or we're making things happen. But truly, God is uh, orchestrating. He said, I will be a lamp unto your feet, a light unto your path. He said, uh, in all your ways, acknowledge me and I shall direct you and I shall direct your uh, guide you in all that you do. Let us look at the lesson in First Kings eight twenty two, And Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the congregation of Israel and spread forth his hands toward heaven. 23 says, and he said, Lord, God of Israel, there is no God like thee in heaven above or on earth beneath who keepest covenant and mercy with thy servants that walk before thee with all their heart. Uh, there is none like you, God. Uh, there is no God out there that keeps covenant. Uh, when we look back over our lives and we see how far God has brought us, 
and and he and how he's bringing us, how he's keeping us. I, I and in all of my travels and my journeys and my studying, I have not arrived. I am yet learning. I'm forever learning uh, the aspects of God. God is so multifaceted that uh, he cannot be. I could and I could live a lifetime, and he would not exhaust uh, the knowledge of who he is, and and he's constantly revealing himself to us through his word. Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the congregation of Israel, spread forth his hands toward heaven. Listen, sometimes we are PC, politically correct. We uh, don't want to let people see our praise and our worship. Uh, Solomon didn't have that problem. Uh, with all the people that had assembled themselves to the dedication and to hear the to see the dedication and to hear the dedic the dedication prayer, Solomon let it be known whose uh, allegiance and whose side he was on. He he represented God. He represented his father. He had his father David had 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 he had been exposed to praise and worship. He had been exposed and his it had been passed down to Solomon. Uh, he wasn't perfect. His dad wasn't perfect. But yet and still, they loved the Lord, and, and the Lord loved them. And that, that's how it should be with our children. As we're raising our children and as we have a relationship with Christ Jesus, uh, we want them to catch fire. We want them to see as well uh, uh, our worship, but we want them to, to, to worship God on their own, not be made or forced to, but that they will uh, have a heart toward God. And this is what Solomon did. And 23 says, and he said, Lord God of Israel, there is no God like thee in heaven above or on earth beneath who keepeth covenant and mercy with thy servants that walk before thee with all of their hearts. That mercy, that withholding uh, of that which we deserve. Um, there is none like him with all the uh, false gods and the idols that were around Solomon in that day. And, and all of the outside influences, the cultural influences that tried to take us back, those things that, that Satan has set up to get uh, our minds off track and to get our attention off of, uh, to take the focus off of God and to cause us to try to go back. Uh, Solomon made a de declaration and he declared that there is no God like unto you, who keeps a covenant and mercy with his servants. 24 says, Who has kept with thy servant David, my father, that thou promisest him, thou speakest also with thy mouth, and hast fulfilled it with thy hand as it is this day. The Davidic covenant, that, that covenant that God had made, the promise that God uh, had made to David, when David entered into the the uh, the, uh, the 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 t the tent uh, the, of the tabernacle that wasn't even a, it wasn't a tabernacle but he went when he entered into the holy place and sat down he had a conversation with God and God instructed and, and made promises to him and this is the Davidic covenant that 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 we talk about that he made um, that's spoken of in verse twenty four it's been fulfilled in thy hand as it is today. Uh, when God makes a promise to you, uh, it may take a while before we see the, f the fullness of the promise take place. Uh, it may not even happen in our lifetime, 
but yet and still it may happen in our in the generation after us or we may see the promise that God has actually promised us and it's it's worthy of our praise it's worthy to say lord i thank you when when we can testify of how God brought us through this battle, how uh, we're still in the war, but we've won some and we lost some, but yet God, any promise that he makes, he's able to keep it and fulfill it. It may not happen when you want it to happen, but he's always on time. And, and that's the kind of God that we serve. 24, 25 says, Therefore now, Lord God of Israel, keep with thy servant David, my father, that thou promises him, saying, Thou shalt not fail thee a man in my sight to sit on the throne of Israel, so that thy children take heed of their way, that they walk before me as thou hast walked before me. A man uh, to sit on the throne. And as we look through the, uh, the book of Kings and Second Kings, we understand and know that there uh, were not always uh, righteous kings who occupied the throne. And they, they died off. And then there was another king to come and take their place. But in the fullness of time, God had uh, in his plan and in his purpose, he foresaw and foreknew that one day Jesus would occupy that throne. And there would always, there would perpetually be a man who would sit on that throne that would, uh, as it says in the B clause, so that thy children take heed of their way and that they walk before me as thou hast walked before me. David walked before him as a, a man after God's heart, the apple of God's eye. Uh, he, he, he made mistakes, but yet and still, he, his allegiance was to God. He, he, he worshiped God. He communed with God. He talked with God. Um, he repented when he made mistakes. And, and that is what God wants us to do. And Solomon, and, and in this dedication, Solomon is following after his father's footsteps in the same way his father had relationship with God. Um, this is the same way that, and God said perpetually, there shall not fail to be a man that shall occupy the throne. That was the Davidic promise that God made to David. 26 says, and now, O God of Israel, let thy word, I pray thee, be ver verified, which thou spakest unto thy servant David, my father. Uh, let it be verified, saying that you said it, Lord God, and let it be uh, uh, completed and accomplished uh, by the fact that you said it. Uh, let it be so. Uh, um, when God makes a promise to you, uh, we may not see the fullness of the promise take place, but yet and still, let it be so. Uh, uh, we know he's not a God who could lie, nor a God that he should repent. So when he makes that declaration, um, Solomon is simply saying, uh, God, let it be so. Let it take place. Let this, uh, even though we know it's going to be so. Solomon didn't have to say, Lord, let it be so. But he said it to ver said, verify it, that we will see it and it shall be so. 27 says, but will God indeed dwell on the earth? Behold, the heaven and heavens of heavens cannot contain thee, how much less this house that I have built. Uh, uh, Solomon asked, asked a question. He asked a question, but will God indeed dwell on the earth? 
and and understanding the magnitude of who God is and and how awesome he is and how how the fullness of God and and and, and could even earth as big as earth is contain him could he dwell on earth but uh Solomon what he didn't know was that the God that we serve is is a personal God it is as huge and as awesome as he is he's able to occupy the, the throne of our heart. He's able to uh, dwell with us and dwell among us. It does not diminish his, his size and his, his, his awesomeness. It does not diminish who he is. But yet he's that kind of God. He's a supernatural, extraordinary God. I don't understand how he's capable. And Solomon in his day didn't understand it either. How it is that God could dwell in the temple. His presence, his Shekinah glory could be in the temple. And, and, and the people could feel the presence of God. Yet he's so awesome. He, in, 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 in Solomon's mind, he, he envisioned God uh, holding um, the earth and all the creation, even the galaxies in the palm of his hand, he knows them all. He's that awesome and he's that big, but yet he's he's small enough to be uh, uh, in our lives. He's 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 able to occupy the uh, the throne of our heart. Uh, listen. He's that kind of God. He's a he's a wonderful God, and and we don't understand it fully, but someday we shall understand it. Uh, by and by, we shall be able to understand it. How he's able to do such things. Uh, where did I leave off at? Twenty eight says, "Yet have thou respect unto the prayer of thy servant and to his supplication, O Lord my God, to hearken unto the cry and the prayer." which thy servant prayed before thee, yet have thou respect unto the prayer of thy servant. As awesome and as huge as you are, God has respect and he hears, and he hears your cry, he hears your prayer. Um, you know, we, we don't understand it fully, how it is with all the prayers of the saints going up and those cries and those who cry out to God. Um, he's attentive to the prayers of the saints. He's attentive to the those who cry out. Uh, I, I like the song says, his eye is on the sparrow. And I know if his eye is on the sparrow, his eye is definitely on me. And, and not just me, but yet all of my brothers and sisters, uh, I, there again, we don't understand eternity. We don't understand how God does. He says, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your your thoughts. Uh, we don't understand, but I thank God that He's able to do what He does. I'm thank I thank God that He's able to hear Solomon's prayer. I thank God that He's able to hear our prayer. Uh, by faith, we just have to believe that He's able to do these things, and and trust that He's able to do these things. Twenty nine says that thine eyes may be open toward this house day and night, even toward the place of which thou hast said, my name shall be there, that thou mayest hearken unto the prayer which the, thy servant shall make toward this place. Um, God, in, in Solomon's way of thinking at the time, he's looking at the tabernacle, this, this, uh, this temple that has been erected and constructed for God. And, and that God said, I will put my name on this place and I shall dwell there in this location. 
I shall be my I shall be the God of Israel, and I, they shall be my people, and I shall be their God. Yet and still, God is a personal God. God is is one who uh, now we know in the fullness of time after He sent His Son Jesus Christ to to live, to to die, and to be raised from the dead. Uh, now he sits on the altar of our hearts. We have now been filled, infilled with the the, the, the Holy Spirit, the, the precious Holy Spirit that, that leads us into all truth. But yet and still in this day, uh, the location and, and the place for God to meet his people was in the temple uh, that was erected by Solomon. And uh, we know that it's it's the house, the building that we worship, and where we worship the church, the edifice where we worship uh, is is the place that we assemble ourselves to meet and and to to worship and to fellowship with each other and to praise and worship God. Yet and still, God is a personal God. He's with us twenty four seven. He's not just with us on Sunday. He's not just uh, occupying the uh, the churches that we visit. But he's also he's uh, he's he's uh, with us in our waking moments. He's with us in our uh, up uprisings and our down sittings. He's with us when we're sleeping and slumbering. He's with us. He's that kind of personal God, and he wants that kind of personal relationship. He said, "I want to know you." Uh, Paul said, "I want to know you not only in the, in the, uh, in a level of the the fellowship of yours." He said, "I want to know you in the fellowship of your sufferings. I want to know you so personal that." I know you in the good times. I know you in, as well as in the bad times. I, I want to have that kind of relationship with my God. Hallelujah. That thine eyes may be open toward this house day and night, even toward this place. And yes, it was. His eyes were open day and night. His eyes are forever on his children looking and watching to see and, and taking care of us. 30 says, and hearken thou to the supplication of thy servant and of thy people Israel, when they shall pray toward this place, and hear thou in heaven thou dwelling place, and when thou hearest, forgive us, forgive. Um, Corporately and and individually, when we pray, He's asking God to listen and to hear our supplications and our prayers and, and to forgive us of our sins. And truly, God is, is, is faithful in doing, doing just that. He, he causes us to, uh, I just preached a sermon about obedience is better than sacrifice. Uh, he, uh, he, he sees our sacrifice but he desires our obedience. He sees the sacrifice. He desires our obedience. He's given us the uh, opportunity to repent, which means in repenting, turn from our wicked ways, turn away from that sin that we are uh, uh, involved in and turn and forsake that sin. Be not slaves to that sin, but turn to him and turn away from that thing. As he told the women that were taken in the very act of adultery, when Jesus had said, go and sin no more, he forgave her for that which she did. And he said, go and sin no more. A picture of repentance from thy dwelling place. And when thou hearest, forgive. 52 says that thy eyes may be open unto the supplication of thy servant and unto the supplication of thy people Israel to hear, to hearken unto them in all that they call for 
unto thee. Hear our prayer, hear our supplications, hear our plea. Uh, let thine eyes be forever open and hear our supplications, and not just mine, but the whole people Israel. 53 says, For thou didst separate them from among all the people of the earth to be thy inheritance, as thou spakest by the hand of Moses thy servant, when thou broughtest our fathers out of Egypt, O Lord God. Uh, you did that. You separated us. We've been sanctified, separated, uh, set apart. Uh, now we must live holy lives. And, uh, and again, obedience is better than sacrifice. We must live a life that is toward God. And, and when we fall, stumble and fall, uh, repent. Go to God in repentance and prayer. And the Lord is faithful and just to forgive those who repent and turn from their wicked ways. Uh, Solomon's heart is toward God and his heart is not only it's not it's not a selfish prayer, but he's including even the people of Israel, uh, the whole nation, Israel, going into prayer and supplication for his people. And uh, we thank God for uh, the ability to develop a relationship with God that we can take our prayers and our supplications to him. We can enter into his courts and his throne room boldly. But he invited us in to to ask him whatever we as he said, ask, it shall be given. Seek, you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open unto you. Uh, that's the kind of God we serve, a personal God. Now that we can go to him uh, boldly to the throne of mercy and God is always sitting there. He's always his eyes are ever forever looking and his ears are, are always attentive to those whom he can help. This is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Uh, this lesson, Solomon's dedicated, dedication prayer, uh, a praise and worship, a dedication uh, of praise and worship of, to what God has done for them and what he's doing in your life. We pray that uh, your eyes may be open and attentive to see the things that God is doing in these days. Uh, what a great time to be living and serving the Lord God. Uh, when it all seems like it's all hope is lost and it looks like the world is going uh, spinning out of control, we must know and understand that God is still seated on his throne. He still sits high and looks low. He's still God and he is yet in control. And one day soon he's coming back to receive us unto himself. This is Christ in you, the hope of glory. You be blessed. Got an old song. Now we took it and put a little twist with it. Can we try it for you? Come on. There's a storm out on life ocean, and it's moving this old way. And if you're so not and getting chills You will surely Drift away Fellas Drift away Drift away Drift away Come on clap your hands surely Yeah Drift away If your If your soul's not Gotta be anchored Jesus You will surely Yeah Come on everybody Shoot, 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 shoot.